So we're looking at the offerings. The first, uh, from verse 1 all the way to verse chapter 29. 29. Yeah, chapter 29. We're looking at all these. We're talking about the offerings for building the temple. Where did the offerings come from? The stones and the gold and the silver and the precious iron. jewels, the iron. Where did all that stuff come from? The people. From the people. So David set up this thing to be amazing. As a matter of fact, in those first verses, he said, You see, I did this with all my might. Where is it? Verse 2, now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for the things to be made of gold, silver for the things of silver, bronze, iron, wood, etc. Onyx stones to be set, glistening stones, various colors. He did whatever he could to set forward the program. David wanted to build God a house. And you could tell that he really did and wasn't just providing lip service because with all that he had, most kings in this day and age would be building their own castle, their own house, their own legacy. We as common folk usually don't have this as our concern until we get late in life about legacy and what we leave behind. But once you're done getting and gathering and acquiring in this life, uh, most people's mind will turn towards the future and what's going to be left behind when did you leave uh, any evidence of this would be things like the pharaohs what did they do they were rich they were powerful what was the focus of many of their kingdoms by the end build a bigger pyramid than the guy before them. so folks were leaving legacies even today rulers uh, all, all the presidents have what when they leave, they have their presidential library. Mm -hmm. They make a real big library with what's in the presidential library, stuff that pertains to the interest of that president or his presidency. So they build these great libraries and everything so that people can benefit from things that they saw as important. And once you're out of office, you're, you don't, as ex-president, have ex-presidential powers you leave that in the office. But your legacy is what you leave behind. Do we see in the leaders today, what do we see? That's a different question. Let's say, ask it that way. What do you see as the le legacy of leaders that we have today, of the leaders that are leaving behind, and even the leaders that we have, what do you see as potential legacies? Of the leaders that we have today, yeah. One of the things that they seem to try to do is to make policies and mm -hmm. uh, laws or things that will stand once once they're out of office. Right. They hope. And um, to do some things, we'll, we'll assume that they're trying to do some good that will last beyond their, about, beyond their term in office since they, only, they can only do eight years. Mm -hmm. So... I think what they try to do is something that that will be ongoing that the people will benefit from because then they'll remember. Right. They'll remember if it's something that's benefiting everybody, then more people will remember them for 
doing this great thing or, or making these laws or just like, you know, like everybody, somebody like Martin Luther King wasn't president, but he left behind what he did won't be forgotten. Right. Well, we hope not. But people cannot separate, um, can't separate him from the things that he did. And, and, and forget it. So people try today, I see leaders trying to uh, do things that they will be favorably remembered for, at least most of them. And, and then that, that transcends to not just in um, political or social um, circles, but you, you see that in um, those who we deem as leaders. Uh, we see it with entertainment when people are entertainers, actors, and comedians even. They, you look at uh, somebody like Kevin Hart, who, who is trying to outdo himself every time he does something. He goes on tour. He, it's not enough to sell out Madison Square Garden. He wants to be in a, um, a football stadium, you know, and, and put more and more people in there. Same thing happens with... Uh, with wrestling, with uh, WWE, they wanted to have the most people ever in, in an event. You know, with WrestleMania, they had one in uh, in in Texas. They wanted to have more people there than has ever been before. And why? Because at some point, you're going to look back and you want to know where was the greatest of this ever done. What whose name is tied to? the all-time best whatever. If it's an album sold more records than anything else, we still look at that, the billboards for um, best-selling albums of all time. And you look up and it's back and forth between Thriller and um, The Eagles' Greatest Hits. You know, it's, it's going to be there. And you look at the others that go behind it, but everybody wants to have in some way to do something at that level to be remembered so that when greatness is mentioned in sports, whenever they talk about a great basketball player, they always compare him to Michael Jordan because of the impact that he had, not just as an individual player, but how he affected his team, the game of basketball and the city of Chicago mm -hmm. because they never knew a championship um, team or never had a, a championship basketball team before the Bulls in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So he comes in there and changes the culture and, mm -hmm. and that changes how people look at it. So um, in whatever you do, the goal is to do something where your name will be remembered, where what you look, what is looked at when it comes to you is something significant and had an impact on society, on family, on life. Yeah. I want to be remembered mm -hmm. for something. And it's always something great. Yeah. Nobody wants to be remembered as mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even at work, you look at numbers, you try to, everybody wants, 
their numbers to be right. Everybody wants to be the best to excel at something. Everybody wants to excel at something. It doesn't have to be everything, but something I have to be the best at. So I work on that so that when it's all said and done, I can be remembered as the best at. So legacy points to something great, a characteristic in action. But from what we're hearing, it's like an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Can a legacy be bad? Mm -hmm. Hitler. Yep. You think anybody can really think of, when they think of Hitler, you'd be digging pretty deep to find out, to, to, to get around the, just the connotation. If somebody calls you Hitler, you know they're not saying you were a great organizer. Right. You know, a you, wonderful the con, public speaker. The, the right. wonderful public speaker, very charismatic. They're not, they're not saying anything positive about you because right. there's so much negativity um, attached to, to him mm -hmm. that it, the whole, just the name Hitler carries mm -hmm. uh, a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can be remembered for that. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen yesterday. Some mm -hmm. of us weren't even alive. Nobody in this room was alive when he was doing his thing. Mm -hmm. But yet we all know who he is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can be, you know, as um, FDR said, your name will go down in infamy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> well, well, so does this talk, this, this, talk about the importance of legacy because it seems to me from what I'm hearing that legacy is associated with a person's name and it's an important thing. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be president or or the first person to walk on the moon or, or a famous artist or anything to have a legacy. Mm -hmm. All right, there are people that I believe are not famous like in the world that have a legacy. Your grandfather great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather for some of has a legacy. Not very famous in the whole world. Some of them are. Like, your grandfather was, uh, great-grandfather was famous in the Church of God in Christ as uh, Bishop W. Nesbitt um, Sr. He has a legacy. And when people mention him, what do they, what do you just, you've, none of us here have met him. You didn't meet him. I didn't meet him. None of us here have met him. But, what's one thing you know about him? When you think of him, what do you think of? Uh, a man that was uh, sold out to God. His name's on Mason Temple. Mm -hmm. yeah. Say what? His name's on... Mason Temple. Yeah. Uh -huh. Headquarters, Church County Christ. For those that are not here. Uh, the first word is holy. Upright. None of us here have met him. I remember I asked my grandmother, Grandma Menace would ask her, well, what was he like? She said he was a holy man. He prayed. He was a praying man. She told me, she said, you come by the house. Uh, it didn't matter when you come in early in the morning. She said, I never met anybody pray like that. You wake up. He's in his room. He's in there praying. And everything, things with people, how people like pastors and ministers, how they uh, aspire to be, what they want to be, 
when they go into ministry. That's how he was. So you guys yourself, well, what did he want to be going into the ministry? He wanted to be Jesus. No. But you set your affection on things higher than just what you... They say reach for the stars so that if you miss, at least you'll have the moon. You know? So they say go beyond what you think you can do. And if you fail, maybe you'll do something great. So none of us have met him, but his legacy is such that we all, when we talk about him, when we think about him, we have a similar thing. And that lines up with the testimony of somebody who had met him. Amen. Just about anybody you meet, random people. If they, oh, you talking about the old man, mm -hmm. meaning the father, the, the father. Mm -hmm. They all say the same basic things about him. Mm -hmm. He was a, an upright man. He was, you know, all the things that we think about him is what we hear from people that knew him mm -hmm. and people that knew of him. And that he was uh, fearless. 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 So that's his legacy. And you don't have to be a, a world leader to have one. Now, we look at world leaders. We look at other people, even such as him. And we even look at Jesus. What is Jesus' legacy? What do you know about Jesus? None of us here have met him physically. There's nobody here at the table that was around when Jesus walked the earth as a mortal to catch all the arguments, you know. <laughs> so if what is the legacy of Jesus? What what would you say is the legacy of Jesus? Like what is the lasting thing that you think about concerning him? Um his teachings were the foundation of Christianity. Foundation of Christianity, okay. His teachings were What's the question then? What, what What's the legacy of Jesus? Like, what do you think of him? It's two different questions. But um, mm. basically, I think the, the, the long standing of uh, his teachings and the things, how all the things and all the things uh, that he taught, how he lived, I think. He showed us that we could do it. Mm -hmm. He showed us how to do. He came down here to show us how to live, example. You know, how to how to do it. And that's what I think about when I about. That's one thing. It's hard to put that. Right, right. But that's one of the things that I think of is that, that when you're when you're going when you're going through things or having decisions to make and all that, you think about him, mm -hmm. and you you go to him because. He's shown us how to live. Mm -hmm. And since he already knows this, if I'm going through, I need to talk to somebody that knows. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of, of his, one of the things is the life that he lived down here, we read in the scripture, and how that still stands today. For me, is a legacy because the fact that we still sit here reading this book, mm -hmm. we still... Adjusting our lives according to this book. That to me is the legacy, the, the word. You know, it's hard to say it in terms mm -hmm. of Jesus because the word is God, the word was God. Mm -hmm. Same in the beginning with God. So, but this, that's what I think of. It, it's, it's lasting. Mm 